In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the In the city. Is it hot where you are in? <laughs> yeah, baby, it's on fire. Not as hot as where you are, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's roaring here, I'm telling you. Yes. Welcome Hello, to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation <laughs> with the hot, hot Ron Kolick. Ha-ha, <laughs> you expected to say Ann Kerrigan. <laughs> and the very, very hot and pink because that's the color she uses. <laughs> and Carrigan, the blonde bombshell. Woohoo! Wow. How are you? Besides hot, man. Hot. You know what? Hot. Every time the temperature gets up, I get funky. I can't help it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> we'll keep Braun in the cold room. The cold room. But it's actually not bad out now. There's a gorgeous breeze. Where I am. Let me kill the old hot in the city there. All right, kill. There kill, we go. Uh, Nick Nick Gilder. Who? Nick Gilder. Isn't that who Nick sang it? Nick Gilder. My God. Oh. My oh. God, man. You got the Billy Idol one. Sorry. You betcha. I thought there was another one. There's another one that somebody did. But anyway, I'm sure I like the there Billy is. Idol There's a one. lot of them. Yeah. Billy That's Idol. <laughs> Billy Idol. I mean, if he was ever paranormal, he would be paranormal. He would be perfect, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he, really? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, my hands would be like that. We'll we'll see him next week on some show. He <laughs> was a shirt and tie on. <laughs> yeah, right. Shoots a hole in our theory, doesn't it? Yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> so uh, what did you do on this hot summer night? Oh, tonight? Uh, Me and Kobe took a walk, believe it or not. Really? <laughs> yeah. What are you And saying? my daughter's making me dinner. What a nice kid, huh? Really? Yeah. Out of the clear blue sky. What are you having for dinner? American chop suey. Oh, the real stuff? Mm-hmm. The real stuff? The real stuff. My wife doesn't make that. No? So my sister-in-law used to make it for me. That is the... That is... Probably the one dish that we survived on when we were first married. It was yeah. like all I knew how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? Oh, shut up. I'm a wonderful cook. I am, Maybe too. not when I was first married, but I am. I am, too. I so am, too. So there. Oh, yeah, I actually have a cook-off. had ham and pierogi tonight, so that was cool. With a broccoli. Oh, yummy. Broccoli. 
Pierogi. Love pierogi. So anyways, I just posted this cool thing on the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation website. Yes, on our Facebook page, you mean? Absolutely, our Facebook okay. page where people can reach us any time, day or night. That's right. <laughs> 24-7. We may 24/7. not always be there, but the page will be there. <laughs> they will be there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's back. Who's back? Jesus. Jesus has returned. Oh, that's right. I saw Jesus on our page. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's he back. speak to me, though. Really? No. Well, you know, maybe you're not the chosen one. What can I tell you? Well, I guess the chosen ones are in Walmart, huh? <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> For those who do not know what we're talking about is um, this young couple from, let me guess, it's going to be down south. Oh, my God, South Carolina. Not saying anything about people from down south. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. But uh, she looked at her receipt from Walmart, and there in the back was the big man himself. Amen. There you go. So let me ask you this, Ann. Yes. And, well, maybe we should ask our guest. That would probably be better, right? <laughs> okay. Since we get him on the line. <laughs> oh, all right. He's not here yet. Okay. Oh, he's sure. here. He's here. Okay. So okay. why don't we bring on our, our guest? He is a, uh author, a paranormal investigator, uh, a wicked good guitar player, and <laughs> good friend of uh, my son and myself. He is Thomas D'Agostino. Tom, you there? Yeah, yeah I sure am. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Great. Good. How are you? Great. Once again, yeah, it's a pleasure the, to be on. Yeah, yeah. Nothing with the chip chat. Um, <laughs> we got important questions. Like, have you seen the Walmart receipt with Jesus' face on it? Yeah, I have. Okay. So w- what's your thoughts about it? Uh, it kind of looks like Charles Manson to me. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, think I agree with you, Tom. <laughs> you know, you're wondering what they bought that Jesus had to appear on a receipt. <laughs> uh-huh. Really? Probably uh, Ghost Chronicles, the book. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> or one of Tom's fabulous books. Which... I, I, there you go. <laughs> I know every time we go to the liquor store, the devil repairs on our receipt. Well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he appears in my head when I go to the liquor store. <laughs> But anyways, so what do you think about this receipt in all, all seriousness? Could I don't know. Jesus' like, face appear on a receipt in Walmart? Oh, I don't know. I guess that's the best place. There's a lot of bargains there. You know, with the kind of economy going the way it is. No, 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 no. You're making a joke of this now. This is serious. <laughs> I've turned my serious face on. You didn't see oh, it? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to um, be serious. Could Jesus... The question is, could Jesus appear on a receipt in Walmart? That's what I want to know. Well, I'm sure that because we, um, you know, like Arlene always says, we have that the pareidolia and matrix thing and stuff like that, where we see something, we automatically, um, you know, uh, compare it to things that we grew up seeing and whatnot. So, I mean, I'm sure like an ink blotch or the way it came out with the, the, the way you can scrape those receipts and everything, and they make weird, like, colors. You know, it could be look like something like that, and all of a sudden they think it's Jesus. So you're saying he can't? Then is that what you're telling me? It can appear, yeah, sure, but um, whether it's you know actually Jesus appearing, I don't know. If he if he was that, but you're you're, 
Well, I don't. I don't know if it's him or not because I've never seen Jesus. Not up right. close and personal. <laughs> oh no, do I want to see him too quickly either? Any time soon, right? Right. But <laughs> the question is, it, it could it happen? And you are saying it could. And and I'm glad you did because what's the big difference between seeing Jesus in a receipt of walnut? Or somebody who takes a photograph and gets an orb in it and looks and sees the face of an orb, or gets a photograph and sees this distortion in it and they see a face in it, or someone else. What's the difference between the two? Absolutely nothing. I mean, it, it basically, again, it's that pareidolia or matrixing. You know, like we see the man in the moon. There's no man in the moon. It's just the way the craters are. Mm-hmm. So we see a human face. <laughs> and we get to, you know, this happens a lot. Uh, they had what was it? They had the Virgin Mary in a hospital window because the glass was separating. Yeah. And the dampness in between the you know the thermal panes, and all of a sudden it looks like someone holding a baby and is Virgin Mary. <laughs> you know it's really interesting because uh, I think it was not last Wednesday. It might have been last Wednesday or other Wednesday before. I'm, I'm old, so time is relative. Uh, but uh, this is true. There, was, there was a great show on, on TV, and in fact, I think it's on tonight again at 10 o'clock on, uh, I believe, Channel 5 locally. And uh, last week it was about uh, the Blessed Mother and how she appears all over the world. And I thought that, I found that, you know, pretty interesting. Really? That, I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but, I mean, it certainly was interesting. No, I never, I didn't get a chance. What time was it on? It's on 10 o'clock. They have another one on, I believe it's, it could be on Exorcisms tonight. Uh, oh. it, yeah, yeah. So. I, I think mean, that people yes. see what they the want speaks. to see. Exactly. Don't you think? Don't you think? People see what they want to see. Yeah, it's like that thing in the psychiatrist when he hands you, the, he looks at those pictures and they look like butterflies or things, you know? Right, the rough hatch. Yeah. They all look like naked women to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I saying, people, you know? I, it, and it, whether it's orbs or mist or whatever, people see in it what they want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they're supposed to see what they see. Maybe they are. The maybe if go ahead. I never get to see where it says free on my receipts. <laughs> <laughs> it never, ever, ever happens that way. Uh, no, I don't want that. No, but every once in a while, you sneak something by. But I don't know about Jesus. So, anyways, that's my thing. I, 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 you know, I mean, if a lot of people, especially in the paranormal community, would just poo-poo that. We, yet they would take a photograph and say, "Wow, look at that face in there. That's, uh, you know, it's a demon or that's something else." And right. you know, I mean, it's it's six one half dozen the other to me. I mean, why couldn't it be that? Why, why was not that a message? I mean, why couldn't that be paranormal? Was somebody? Not necessarily Jesus, but some spirit actually uh, putting their face on there to uh, reach someone. Right. I'm sure that a lot of people, especially in uh, uh, well in America, in areas like that, that had long hair, beards, mustaches, right through the Civil War, all that kind of stuff was vogue. You know, mm-hmm. that was in. Mm-hmm. Late, right into, what, the 20th century before we started becoming clean-shaven. 
you right. know, you get you get out in some of the parks in the city, and you'll see still see some of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. This is true. Well, in, you know, I the thing, and I know, you know, we're all investigators, and we are. The, the, the thing that I have a problem with is people people post a picture. Okay, someone posts a picture on Facebook. Say that three times fast. Yeah. People post a picture. People post a picture. And I, this happens, I, I see this all the time, in particular for one site that I'm on that shall rename, remain nameless, but they're constantly posting pictures and saying, what do you see here? And people say, I see this, I see that, I see this, I see that. And I'm like, I'm looking at the picture, and I'm like, I see two walls, a chair, and a carpet. That is all I see in this picture. And I looked at it and... <laughs> and looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. I'm like, what the hell are these people seeing and how are they seeing it? Well, so, bad photography? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but to me, and maybe, you know, I don't have that little special, uh, you know, clairvoyant, whatever. I don't see it. I don't see it. And I don't know how these people are seeing what they're seeing, but obviously they're seeing what they want to see. They want to see something, that's why, and they want you to see it. Right, right. And but I'm you're not going to see it because you, you, um, you weren't well, there when the picture was taken, well, so you, all you see is a spot on the wall. Well, I'm, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to disagree with that. Why, why can't you see that? I mean, uh, we all want to see it. We all do the investigations because we want to see things. We want to hear things. We want to smell but things. this is, this is, yeah. this, they're well, posting I know, but this. I mean, there are some what? people who do. They post something. Can you see <laughs> All that? Right. Can you I know see that's that? Not I, me. I know that. I'm not in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I agree. And, and like, they right, post stuff, that? and they well, want I broke, you. I broke you my know? door, and I have to roll down the window to get to the thing. I, I pulled the door handle too hard and pulled it right out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> see? God punished you. Um, you you, you got to sell more books, man. So you can buy a new car. Yeah, right. I got to go to Walmart and pray at the counter. <laughs> <laughs> pray to the cash register. <laughs> a lot of people do. But, but again, you know, I think it all boils down to, and, and like, you know, people will post a picture on a on a forum like Facebook and just say, "Oh, tell me what you see here," and mm-hmm. you'll get fifteen hundred different answers. Right. Yeah. Doesn't that go in the same phase as, as beauty is in the eyes of the beholder? Yeah. I guess. I guess. What do you mean, yes? Some people actually know. think you're beautiful. Oh, my God, those crazy people. <laughs> what are they thinking of? <laughs> not, not me. I, I didn't know. say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ron, I love you anyway. It's so there. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> so what so, do we, um, can we talk about some of Tom's books? So oh, yeah, you were you all done with uh, Jesus on the Walmart receipt? I think I'm done with Jesus on the okay. Walmart receipt. And pictures on Facebook that we're not yeah. sure? Sure. Okay. If you're but, but before we do that, I want to say that uh, Ann's views are not necessarily the views of me. <laughs> <laughs> so my Facebook, my, my, and, my, face, my Facebook fans, uh, please do not me associate. I am not guilty by association. With, and vice versa. With <laughs> so they I mean, uh, so... <laughs> Anyway, all right, so 
Well, joining us now is uh, author and paranormal investigator Tom D'Agostino. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Yay! <laughs> and, and Tom, Tom has his latest book out, which is called Haunted Vermont. Now, is Vermont haunted? Oh, yeah. Actually, Vermont has like some of the strangest and really uh, coolest haunts that I've ever written about. Mm. They are like, uh, there's some really great stories and legends and things there that, uh, I don't know, it's quite a different state. Of course, what a lot it, of these people come from Rhode Island who settled there, so. Oh. What, um, anything in particular that stands out in your mind about um, Vermont that you want to tell us about? Well, um, there are some really cool places. Like, uh, I mean, they, they have the haunted railroad bridge there that, uh, Every every single college in Vermont is haunted with at least, you know, a half a dozen spirits. Awesome. Um, there, there's a great story that um, they was written, and uh, it's probably not true, but it, it, they swear it is. And it was written way back, like before the turn of the 20th century, um, about a, the, this guy who went up to, way up to Calais, which is, uh, my grandfather actually is from Swanton. That's where my family comes from, Swanton, Vermont, right on the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, what they did is uh, he witnessed, he was a journalist, and he witnessed these people freezing the old folk for the winter. Freezing them? Yeah, freezing them and then thawing them out in the spring. Huh? <laughs> what are yeah, we talking about? Wait a minute. Did I lose, lose my track of linking you? No, no, what no, are, what no. Are, they What are we freezing? <laughs> they, they took the old folk who couldn't do much work and everything, and rather than feed them, they feed them a lot of liquor. And then when they were laid out, they uh, they covered them with straw and all kinds of stuff, and they put them outside for the winter. And then in the, when the spring came, they thawed them out. <laughs> <laughs> Cryogenic, that is that. I don't even know how to comment on that. <laughs> well, you're yeah. not alone. I guess. So are you saying that um, they... We're still alive? <laughs> is, is this like yeah, well, a cocoon? According to the story, they were still alive. They woke up, you know, they were hungry. They had a great meal, and then uh, I guess they started knitting or something. But <laughs> Bunch of nitwits. But a bang. Wow. Yeah, that's one. And then we have the, um, the, uh, the what is it, Maury Lake, where I think um, Samuel Maury, he, he's the one who actually invented the very first uh, steamboat. Mm-hmm. And really? He, yeah, and uh, he ran a couple of them. He ran them on Sunday, so if they didn't work, he wouldn't get embarrassed because everyone was in church on Sunday, of course. But, <laughs> <You're kidding. laughs> um, but Robert Fullerton, is that his name? Yeah, Robert Fullerton. He's the one um, uh, who actually made the first commercial one, which he, in uh, Maury, accused him for stealing, so he sunk his steamboats in the lake, which were Maury Lake now. And. Every so often, the bubbles start coming up, and the steamboat rises. Not, uh, not the, yeah, the, the steamboat rises out of the lake, you know, with the paddle wheels going and everything, and his ghost mm. is seen on the shore. Really? Yeah. I'd like and to if see you that. Want to go see, yeah, you can go to Maury Resort, and it's really cool. <laughs> and then they, we have a, yeah, they have a resort on the side of the lake, I guess. So are you guaranteed to see Maury rise from the depths of the Maury Lake? Well, I, I can't guarantee anything, and uh, I, but but I do guarantee you at least get to uh, stay at a resort and see the lake. <laughs> 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 Maybe a fish or two jump, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
So yeah, let me a, let me ask you, Tom. I mean, did you go to Vermont? Oh yeah. Uh, we did several trips to Vermont. Arlene's daughter Mandy lived in uh, Burlington with her her uh, fiance Justin, and he was a chef at the Ice House restaurant as well. Where it was once an ice house, and they see the ghost of a woman holding a bell, and some workers they see them uh, from when it was an ice house because people got crushed and killed and maimed in them. You know the big blocks of ice on Lake Champlain. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's wicked haunted. And so we used to go up to Burlington. Uh, Several times actually, and then of course uh, we went to um, we our first anniversary we went to uh, Rutland area, and then we went to we did all of Route Nine and and everything in between there, and we you know th- that kind of thing. So we've been up to Vermont about seven or eight times in the last few years. Okay, hmm. nice. My brother-in-law lives in uh, West Burke. Really? Oh, okay. You yeah. run across that and you travel? I don't know. I don't know. That is. I have no <laughs> idea where that is. It's in Vermont. That's all I know. That's all I can I'm tell sure you. I'm sure it is. <laughs> so so you, you have been there several times. So the yeah. important question is, have you seen any ghosts? Have we seen any ghosts in Vermont? That was well, the question, yeah. We, <laughs> yep. I, I well, looked we at did. <laughs> We did. I did see what I thought was one in um, the University of Vermont in uh, the Bittersweet House, which would um, be Mrs. Smith. She was uh, the um, uh, she owned the house with her husband, who was killed in an accident right after they bought it, and um, that's why she called it the Bittersweet House. Uh-huh. And her ghost has been seen to roam around the place. And when I I got I got was able to get upstairs anyway, and I saw someone whisk by and go through a door, and I thought it was somebody. Coming up the stairs, I thought they were going to yell at me because I didn't really belong there. <laughs> you know, and I look and there's nobody there. And I looked at the door and I went to try the door and it was locked, but you could see there was no one inside. And I get, uh oh, I probably saw the ghost. <laughs> oh, well, really? My imagination, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, it does. The place has like 14 ghosts. <laughs> yeah, all over the campus, of course. Oh, great. How do they know they have fourteen ghosts? <laughs> they counted them. They 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 counted them. They every so well. Come on, you have to enroll students, right? You need a head count. Yeah, <laughs> they're very orderly. Yeah, but still, I mean, how do you know it's the same ghost? It's not just the same ghost getting around to different places. Oh, because they have different personalities. You know, they look different. They do different things. What if it was yeah. a split personality ghost? Well, then it'd be like uh, thirteen and a half. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, so think, do they... I think, well, they have to keep them on, you know, because I think they, they have, like, the award for the most college spirit. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You've been hanging around me way too much. Oh, my much. goodness. <laughs> I Try need, the like, veal. That. Try the veal. He's here all week. Um, so all, do all of these ghosts have related stories, or it's just sightings? Um, they have related stories. Like one would be of the, one was a mansion, and uh, a lot of those places were mansions actually. And what they ended up doing is they buy the mansions, like the uh, different houses, and of course Grass Mount and places like that, where they'd have the the different people who own them, and they'd see their ghosts so based on the portraits of the daughter of the person, based on the portraits that are in the house, uh-huh. or some are just. Stories that where they can't the person is not seen but heard and things happen, like the ghost of Henry in Converse Hall, which they call him Henry, and he supposedly committed suicide 
there, and his ghost moves things and whatnot. Okay. So they each, like, have their own, they each stay in their own little building, I guess. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I'll my, maybe I'll send my daughter to college there. There you go. <laughs> How's the tuition? <laughs> I don't even, I don't want to know. <laughs> so, so Tom, I mean, you've been investigating for several years, and and uh, in fact, you live in a yeah, you've lived in you live in a haunted house. So, to you, what do you think was the most interesting experience you had uh, as a paranormal investigator? Uh, well, um, well, besides any, working any with me, of course. Okay. <laughs> well, that was the scariest. No, there's been many of them. Um, uh, like, wow, when I got when I had the door slam on my face, and I Ouch. could see in the outside the door and inside the door, and I couldn't move, and the door wouldn't move, and it just slid open by itself. I mean, just like rolled open. Um, the, the experiences at the Victorian and Gardner Mass were pretty intense. Uh, our house. house, where we actually see full-bodied apparitions walk by rooms. <laughs> awesome. What it was? So, what happened in Gardner? That was very. Oh my! Well, we did. Um, when I first went there, which is kind of fun, I uh, was just when, when I was writing Haunted from uh, Massachusetts. <clears throat> the old owner, Mark Vaux, the previous owner, I should say, he uh, took us on the tour, and he, we spent the, the whole day there. And at one point, I saw someone walk by through the main hall where the safe is on the second floor. It was all boarding house then. Well, a long time ago, it was a boarding house. That's how they were able to get through the Depression and not lose their homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I said, oh, your daughter's upstairs. He goes, no, she don't come up here. I go, well, if I just saw someone walk by in black. And he started describing it, and I said, yeah. And he said, oh, that's the, that's Maddie Cornwell. That was the, uh, the servant to uh, the nanny to S.K. Uh, Pierce. Oh, Wow. So I'm like, whoa. So we were in a room where um, this guy, Eno Sari, had burned to death, had died, you know, and um, there's no electricity in the room, but yet the EMF meter starts going off. He starts uh-huh. telling us the story, and, and uh, when I played it back weeks later to write this, you know, the story in the book, we get this loud voice that goes, Porteo. Mm. And Porteo is what Eno Sari used to say before he took a drink of liquor. <laughs> so the oh. group is, you know, the. Yeah, and so we went back there, and we went back with uh, with our friends Rich and Allie, who are part of our group in Buddha. Um, everyone knows Buddha. <laughs> uh, say hi to Buddha. And um, what happened that the, was... Is that the beats? Uh, is that the music? Yes, it is. Oh, we'll have to take a break, Tom, so you're going to have to hold okay. that. Uh, you are okay. listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron, and we'll be right back after the following messages on TojiNet. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. 
Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswald and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, Craig Doeswalt, D-U-S-W-A-L-T dot com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Doeswalt, Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tugginet.com. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann. And our special guest this evening is Tom D'Agostino. We're back. Hi, Tom. Hi. <laughs> we, okay, so you have to tell us who Buddha is. I don't know who Buddha is. Oh, Buddha is, um, wow. He's a, he's a paranormal investigator and a, a lover of, um, you know, different uh, things, ghost stories and everything. And he's a, he's a real nice guy. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been on a few investigations, and uh, he's uh, been at it for years. As a matter of fact, he was the one, according to him, who invented the ghost of the Charles Gate. Oh, really? Yeah, when he was going to school there in college, long ago, him and a few other people invented the ghost of the Charles Gate. <laughs> <laughs> that is and what the hell is the ghost of the Charles Gate? Um, well, I've never been there, but I guess there's supposed to be like a ghost that, that plays with like Ouija boards, and and the Child's Gate is haunted. You know that place that's in in um, Boston now that yep. was part of Emerson College, but now it's part of um, just a big condominium. Mm-hmm. I have heard that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's supposed to be haunted by certain ghosts. I actually know somebody who went there. If that's yeah. somebody talk about Child's Gate, yeah. Chris Balzano. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. Christopher Balzano. So you're calling him Big Buddha? No, he's not Buddha. Buddha is actually Buddha. <laughs> I, I, I'm so confused. Buddha is Buddha. Yeah, you just know him as Moving Buddha. right on. He's Buddha. <laughs> so, um, and were we still talking about the haunted Victorian? Now I've lost. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, we had a camera moved there, and uh, we have it on camera, which is funny because it's, the one camera shows the other camera being pushed by a door. Mm. The camera that, yeah, but the camera that gets pushed shows us all across the hall in another room when it happens. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, that's wicked cool, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Nice documentation. Yeah, I, uh, yeah that's go. what we try to do. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always work, but we try. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the freakiest thing that ever happened to me is when I was in a house that was, we lasted six days. It was super scary. That's mm. all I could say. We didn't, I didn't get any sleep because there was just so much going on. And I was with my friend uh, who was going out with my sister at the time, and she was there, and I, my cousin. And we're all just sitting there talking and not joking around in the upstairs near the hallway. And I come out of the kitchen, and all of us, it happened to all of us simultaneously, like, just like a, we were caught in a giant bubble, and time stopped. We completely froze. I froze in my tracks, and, and we were just, like, frozen. And the window came out of the whole window, came out of its jam, rolled across the floor, and stopped standing up over the, next to the front, next to the stairs. Oh, that's cool. 
Oh and then God. just like an instant, boom, I don't even know how long it was. And there's like an instant, it just, it just, boom, it was like the spell was broken. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my sister and, and my cousin, I don't even think they hit a single stair going down. <laughs> <laughs> they were gone. They would not come back ever. That's wow. crazy. So you're like in a yeah. little time warp? The, the Victorian the Victorian mm-hmm. is a wicked cool place. I mean, we, we got that voice uh, when we were messing around with the uh, liquor in the uh, the uh, glow in a dark planchette, and that's pretty cool. But uh, you actually have an event coming up there, don't you? Yeah, on the twenty third, we are at, well, we'll be there at six o'clock. Um, I'll be there uh, with people. We're doing an investigation, I guess, all night investigation. And there'll be people speaking and talking and doing you know, about ghost hunting, and I'll be there with Arlene, and Arlene will be reading people's cards uh, for cool. donations to help uh, animal shelters. Excellent. Yeah, nice. And she's an awesome card reader. She's got like a 99.9% accuracy rate, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. See, now, now, I just noticed in the chat room that Ross from the U.K., he admits he's one of those people who's put a picture on Facebook. So you, you uh-huh. there you go. You alienated this poor guy. No, 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 no. I'm not picture, talking about. And it was really, no. you know, he's excited about it, wanted to know what it was, and put it off for scrutiny. But oh well. Oh. And, well and Ross, that, I was not. You don't even take it personally now. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just talking about this this one kind of group in, in general that I know, and it, it's just. I'm not talking about people. It's wonderful that people are excited. I post my pictures for my investigations, too. Oh, God, you post everything. Actually, I, I, well, I post everything. <laughs> I but, would um, do that to a bunch of people, too, to see if they see something that could, you know, rationally explain stuff. Because, again, when pareidolia takes over, there yeah. could be a piece of cheese, and you're going to see, you know, <laughs> an army of soldiers or something. Because that's what your brain just said it was, and that's the end yeah. of it. So I always, I always see my... Uh, evidence with everyone says so. You know, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I do too. I'm just, I'm just talking about people who are posting a picture of, you know, a blank wall, and there's nothing oh. on the wall. You know, I mean, if I have a picture and I'm seeing whatever, I definitely see whatever in it. I put it up there. But I, I mean, I'm just, th- I'm thinking that sometimes people are playing with you. Is what I'm, I'm trying to get out there. Exactly. You know yeah, what I mean? trying to get famous or something. You know, they know there's nothing there, and yet they're throwing it out there and saying, oh, what do you see, just to see what people say. And that's, you know, it annoys me. Uh, well, I but, when people post stuff like pictures of a person, and they say, oh, this was this person and everything, and they did next to their grave, and they died then, then, then. And I'm going, well, that's historically inaccurate because they didn't wear uniforms or clothing like that back then. And, uh, you know, and, and they got a white, beautiful white shirt on, and they didn't have bleach back then either. <laughs> white. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I love those kind of pictures. Like, you know, you get this guy there, and he's, or he's got an iPod in his hand or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a 17th century soldier with an iPod and he's saying, I got that. <laughs> right. Is, is somebody getting attacked by a black shuck or something? I saw no. this vicious dog being. No. Ghost dog? Is it a ghost dog? Um, nope, that was, a, that was a loud car going by. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, it was. I thought yeah. I heard a dog too, but it's Did you? I that could be my brother's dog next door. He he does have a black shuck. This dog's about five feet tall. Oh, yeah. And it, it doesn't yeah. even know. He had, a, he had one of those, uh, you know those electric factors, those things that they put a collar? Yeah. 
This dog would just walk right through it. <laughs> he had to get rid of it. The dog is so huge. My wife does the same thing. Bad. Oh, man. Anyways, we are talking with uh, Tom D'Agostino, uh, author and uh, paranormal investigator. He's written several books, included uh, Haunted Every State in New England uh, and uh, Abandoned Villages, Pirate Ships, and Vampires, and you name it, Tom has written about it. I know. I, I can't. You have a, a plethora of subjects. My God, I can't believe how many books you have. Nobody uses the word plethora, by the way. So I do. You know, yeah, you and, you and Maureen. Maureen used to use it, too. So, plethora, um, plethora, plethora. So there. <laughs> so, anyways, if someone wanted to get one of your uh, plethora of books, where could they, Tom? Well, they can order them on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, BarnesandNoble.com, Borders Books, BordersBooks.com, or hundreds and hundreds of uh, smaller stores and small chain stores throughout New England. They can also get them through shifferbooks.com or historypress.net. Can't get them through Borders, though. Not anymore. No. Oh, borders no. That's so sad, isn't it? Yeah. I, they're not even on the web anymore, either. Uh, they're in bankruptcy, know. and I think they're just going to be totally liquidated, which is a shame, because when oh. I ran for, uh, I love Borders, when I ran for library trustee, they were building a new library, and it was my plan to build the library, like, Border-esque. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. You can, they also have them as e-books now, too, so you can, uh, you know, download them, buy them on Kindle as well. Excellent. Oh, that's Awesome. So one, so, uh, one go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, Ian, no it's when I was scrolling Lit. through, and um, one that I hadn't seen was a history of vampires in New England. Oh yeah. I, I know you had the other one. Um, I know you talked in Rhode Island about um, Mercy Brown, and that's right in there, right? Um, yeah. But I hadn't seen this one, the history of the vampires. Ah. Yeah, it's actually. <laughs> Pretty comprehensive as far as, uh, you know, it goes through a lot of cases. And I actually had uh, Dr. Nicholas Bellantoni, who um, was part of the uh, findings for uh, the uh, Griswold case, and JB55, and Michael Bell, you know, too. He's, you know, he knows everything. <laughs> he's, he's a guru. Uh-huh. So he helped me out. And then I did tons of research going through, like, newspapers, all kinds of newspapers from the 19th century from everywhere. And mm-hmm. we just started in old books and everything like that, book notes by Cindy, Sydney Ryder. And uh, we went and visited some of the cemeteries up in Maine and different places, and we found a lot of truth and things. And I also, in the book, try to put people at that time, it's happening because the lifestyle was completely different. Mm-hmm. Death was treated totally, absolutely different than it is today. Mm-hmm. And they'd have, like, a lot of children because if they lived past five years old, then they could start taking stock in them. That's why you'll see some graves like that where they'll have seven people named James. Oh. Because <laughs> the they'll hope it would stick, you know, to carry the name on. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that's so horrible. Was, I mean, you got to figure, these people, and this is up to 1892, these people are uh, uh, digging up their loved ones and, and burning them while cutting out their hearts, liver, and lungs, and burning it, and then eating, drinking the ashes to Ugh. save themselves. 
God. Mm-hmm. We used to do that every Christmas at our house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, it is really interesting uh, what people used to perceive, you know, at that time. Um, right. Well, nobody knew where this idea came from. It's an amalgamation or a plethora of different things. <laughs> and, uh, and I found the writing by Voltaire that goes back to 1747, where he actually described that a vampire is a person who uh, dies of consumption, basically. Uh-huh. The vampire feeds on them in the back of the neck or the stomach where they can't be seen until they're weak and wanton and then uh, contract consumption. Oh, jeez. And when they die, their spirit... Makes sense to me, actually. Yeah. And then when they die, their spirit, not the body, but the spirit, comes out of the grave to feed on the members of the family Mm -hmm. to nourish the body in the grave. Oh, my God. And we got newspaper articles that actually state this and say this and and, and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, reporters who went to some of these exorcisms... (laughs) Wow. That's... It's crazy. I I can't even... Imagine, you know, it's bad enough that they had to lose. And I mean, I'm in a lot of cemeteries all the time. And I mean, you nope. see all the children's graves, and and you know, they lose one after another, after another, another. But then, you know, to have this whole vampire thing on top of that, I mean, right. you know, how much could one person it. take? You know. Right. That's what they, that was the problem. When they got older like that, they would be 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever. That was when, you know, they had personalities. That was when they, they family, it, when they were two or three, they'd basically call a baby it. No, God. So they didn't, you know, I mean, there was a lot of things. It's not only disease that would take these little children, but they, you walk away from that boiling kettle, you know, because they, they there was no goading and babysitting in that day. You had you worked from sun up to sundown, mm-hmm. and everyone who could did. So mm-hmm. they, you know, the kid would be left alone or put somewhere, and he'd get out and he'd go down and fall in the well, fall into a river, oh. stream, fall into a kettle of hot water, oh my get God. taken away by a wild animal, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how cheerful. <laughs> yeah. <huh? laughs> yeah. So, no, but, uh, I mean, that's when men were men, though. <laughs> yeah. That, that's when, yeah, if you got over those diseases, you lived to be like 100, yeah. yeah I mean, you, you walked 75 miles to school in the blinding snowstorm both ways, uphill. <laughs> that's the way I did it. And it rained every single morning when I was going to school and every single night when I was walking home, but the sun shone right until then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where do you come up with the the ideas for the books? I mean, I know the Haunted series, are each of the states from New England. But, I mean, well, you, you've got some good ones. The Vampire was definitely a cool one. And, and The Bandit mm-hmm. Village is a, is one of my favorite books, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Well, we watch Scooby-Doo, and we see what looks cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, it all started when I was, I, I was, of course, I've been doing this for 29 years. But we... Um, I was like, people would come up and ask me, oh, have you been here? Have you do this? Do you have this? And after a while, it was like, wow, I'm just going to have to stop writing this stuff down and then handing people flyers. <laughs> because, right. you know, then I came to, well, maybe I should write a book because I, I know like a hundred places in Rhode Island, a hundred places in Massachusetts. So I started writing the book Haunted Rhode Island. And uh, actually, it really sucked. 
it was a terrible <laughs> writing. And then, I'm not touching it. <laughs> and then and it was horrible. And then uh, I, when I contacted Schiffer, they kind of directed me which way they wanted to go, and then it came out as a good book, you know. But it was it was um, my first idea of it was lame. <laughs> With a little direction, I was able to put it all together with help from, you know, friends and stuff, and we all got it, and I got it together, and Schiffer kind of coached me through it, and I had never written a book before, you know. <laughs> so, but it was great because it was all based on the fact that these, this is where people could go, and I, that was the big thing is that I would read these books, and this is in some house, somewhere, at some time, A.B. was attacked by a ghost. I'm like, that's the, what is that good? I might as well watch the Twilight Zone. I can't go there. I can't, you know. I, want, I wanted things where people could go to and they could experience it for themselves. So that's why I started writing these on public places. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, well, yeah. That's Not awesome. A lot that of groups you... using the train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome that you do that and that you've shared this with so many people because. You know, it's. Oh, thank you. You're right. Why just tell tell a story? Tell them how to get there. Right, yeah, and and you know, tell them where it is and kind of things like that, you know. And I and a lot of I've been dissed many times. Like, oh, this isn't scary. It reads like an encyclopedia. Well, that's because it is in many cases. Mm-hmm. Well, someone told me the travel guide reads like a travel guide. <laughs> oh well, like, thank well, you. That's the first two words of the <laughs> of the <laughs> title. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> now in this um. Uh, sadly, I have not read the Abandoned Villages and Ghost Towns of New England, but I'm going to have to get that one because I think it's those cool. are, it's just a really intriguing subject. And um, one of the places is a place out near where we camp and it, where they drained the, um, I'm sorry, where they raised the towns to make the Coabin Reservoir. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Dana, have you been to Dana? We went, we did the whole Coabin twice. Really? Yeah, everywhere. Um, Dana Carmen. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we've been to Popcorn Snow's tomb where it was, where yep. his land was, where he's there, buried yep. now at the Quabbin. We got a. I think I did a grave rub, and I'm not sure. Oh, mm-hmm. just took pictures. We uh, we've been into Dana. I charted it all out. It was it's really cool. Um, all the areas where the cemetery was. We bicycled in there. It was wonderful. We uh, we mountain biked in there yep. in July. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell right now, anyone who wants to go, go. It's incredible, but do not go in June, July, or August. <laughs> I am. Right. I run every day, and I can. I run every day, and I can. I can pedal a bike at, at the speed of light. And I had these horse flies coming at me, yep. and they were nailing me, and I couldn't pedal fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bugs in there. Yeah. Oh man, these giant horseflies, and they would sting, and they, and they, I mean, they were, they were on me, and I couldn't shake them. Wow. <laughs> yep. It's, Somebody said, the, yeah, as I was booking down the trail, it said it looked like I, you know, it looked like I had a big uh, afro or something. And these horseflies <laughs> on my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best way, and the best way to get out to, um, to that Dana Town Common is by bicycle, because yeah, because it's we a mile and a half in. Yeah, we we were walking it one day, and it and, and it seems like it's only a mile and a half. It's got to be longer than that. No, it just seems that long because there's nothing on the side of it except for that one foundation of the poorhouse. You know, half a mile before it. <laughs> right, right. You get there and you think, oh yeah, we're almost there, and then you walk some more and walk some more, and you're like, is this road ever going to end? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it is it's not. just trees until you get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, right. But but that wasn't just trees then. That was, you know, what's that, Route 32A? It's a Gate 32, I think, uh, takes you in there. I think it's and, uh, Gate 40, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it, it's the same gate where Asa Snow's uh, uh, land was at the at, right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I forgot now. I think it's 32, 18, maybe 40. But uh, it's, it's, the, it's set off uh, in, uh, inward. A lot of the gates are right on the edge of the road. This one's in about, you know, 50 yards. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can pass right by it if you don't look. Yeah, right. and, uh, and that's just the cool part was, you know, Ace of Snow's area where popcorn snow, where he what, existed on a diet of goat's milk and popcorn, and when he died, he had a coffin made with a glass top, so, and a special tomb standing up, so he, if he woke up, you know, they could wake him, and they had a, he had a guy watch him, his wife was supposed to have this guy watch him for seven days, but she relieved him after three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and his body was perfectly preserved from 18... Was it 1879, um, November 29th, until um, the 1930s when somebody broke the glass? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and isn't yeah. that that's unbelievable? Yeah. <laughs> like, why Why do people feel the need to do this? But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's, How there's this. Have you Did you see the Warren Gibbs stone, the one that uh, says that he was poisoned by oysters by his wife? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. <laughs> It actually says it in, on it. <laughs> it's a poem, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's in the book, Abandoned Villages. I got a picture of it so you can read the poem. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to pick that one up for sure. <laughs> it is definitely a cool book. But awesome. So while I actually have both of you on the line, and I know you, you both have done a lot of research on uh, cemeteries and so forth, do you think it's proper to go into cemeteries and walk on people's graves uh, doing ghost hunting and ghost hunting events and research? Well, um, people do it anyway, but as far as proper goes, I'm more respectful than that. I try to stay in the lot rows, you know, like on the road and stuff mm-hmm. or alongside them. Um, and and you got to know which, which which way they're buried because, as you know, in the 19th century, they buried them behind them, and in the 20th century, they bury them in front of them. Right. So I yeah I don't I don't think that it is disrespectful um if I'm walking around a cemetery and I'm taking pictures um I think when you've got a whole herd of people like you know tromping around a cemetery doing mm-hmm. a quote unquote investigation mm-hmm. I find that a little disrespectful you know? Yeah um, so you do and I mean, how many I, people do you need to see a, see a, you know, a grave? <laughs> right. I mean, when I'm photographing a grave, I, I'm not right on top of it, you know, and I do have a telephoto lens, so, you know, I can zoom right in. So I don't, I, I don't call it disrespectful if you're, if, if, if you're respectful, you're not touching the stone, you're not doing grave rubbings, which actually is against the law in Massachusetts, um, that's a good point, but I mean, do you find grave rubbings uh, grave rubbings disrespectful? Um, yes, because I, I honestly, uh, people are, are. It's you know what? It's not yours. Don't touch it. That's kind of my attitude. Um, don't don't light, don't leave toys and and crap all over it because uh, you know. 
there's there's a in uh, Taunton, over in Taunton, there's a cemetery and there's a rocking chair um, uh, stone, and people are oh, always yeah. it was built for this little girl, and they're always leaving they're, they're covering it with toys and stuffed animals, and I find that horribly offensive to me and disrespectful. Because I, well, I why aren't they aren't they like bringing gifts to the, the spirit of of that young girl? No, you know what they're doing is is they're soothing their own conscience, um, and I can appreciate that people feel bad, but you know what? It's not your grief and it's not your stone, and <clears throat> don't do it. Hmm, interesting. That's my two cents. So yeah. you know, I'm on my. No, I mean box. that's why I asked you because and I wanted to know different don't people. Do, do a gravestone rubbing on a, a 200-year-old or older stone. It's historic. You're going to ruin it. Yeah, that, um, Ruth Shapley Brown of Connecticut Gravestone Network, she said she said there are stones, you know, you can do rubbings and stuff in Connecticut, but she said there are certain stones that, first of all, you should not even ever touch. Mm-hmm. You know, like the slate ones and everything. You can see them. They're splitting. They're falling apart. Right. So, you could be rubbing it, and next thing you know, half of it comes down on you. You know, <laughs> right, right. You know, it's, it's, and and that type of thing. So yeah, they're, they're, if you're gonna, if people who do these things should really like. I've always studied my history intensely. Mm-hmm. So when I go to a place or or, uh, or do things, you know, like okay, we're gonna go to a cemetery. This is the grave of blah, blah, blah. And and I've learned so much about stuff. I tell them, don't touch it. Don't go near this. Don't even go near it. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you, you, as much as touch it, you to think it's split in half and fall because it's made out of a, of a certain slate which not the water got in between and is, you know, cracking it in half. Right, right, because it's, it's all and in, gets into layers, you know. Yeah, one thing I've done is study, you know, I've, I've really, really, really studied history intensely because I really was interested in every aspect before we were alive, what went on. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're not going to believe this, Tom, but we run out of time. Mm, wow. So we want to thank you so much for being on the show. Once again, it's Tom D'Agostino. And uh, give out your website, Tom. Our website is www.nepurs.com. That's nepurs.com. All right, Tom. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you. It was an honor and a pleasure, as usual. Thanks, Tom. It was great. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that was pretty cool. That flew oh, by. Oh, very, very mm. interesting to talk to Tom. So, Anne. Yes, Ron. Have you have you ever danced with a snake? Husbands not included. Uh, no. <laughs> no. 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 I actually um, the circles of wisdom are having this really cool thing on Sunday, July twenty fourth, from eleven to one a.m. Uh, they're bringing in serpentine for a snake workshop with Ziara Nashamira and her snakes. And these snakes are big-ass snakes. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Sure to stay away from them. (laughs) You wimp. The the workshop will cover uh, mythology, symbolism, cultural significance of snakes throughout history. Various meditations will be used to help access and awaken serpentine energy, proper cure, care, husbandry, and techniques will also be covered for those who have snakes or wish to work with snakes. This workshop is also geared for those 
to assist those who have fear of snakes. Maybe I should send you to that. Oh, there you go. Maybe I should go. (laughs) And who wish to overcome this fear in a controlled and safe environment. Isn't that sweet? So it just as well as those who are curious. So this is at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover, and it is July 24th. That's a Sunday. That's a Sunday, uh, yeah. Yep, 11 to 1. And you can go to the Circles of Wisdom website, which is www.circlesofwisdom.com, or you can call 978-474-8010. So 978-474-8010. Actually, I was hoping she was going to drop by the show because I really wanted to talk about the snakes, but evidently she couldn't make it. So anyways, it's time to wrap it up. Yes, it is. Thank you, everybody. And have a good night, and God bless, and, you know, stay cool. Yeah, stay cool. See you next week. Yeah, bye-bye. From ghoulies to ghosties. Don't